This is The Quest, the pledge drive, the spring pledge drive. I'm Dave Savage, the production and programming manager here at The Quest. And uh, things get a little hectic around these pledge drives. Uh, So we are supposed to have a student at the beginning of each hour uh, do a prayer and... uh, well, we'll see if the power of prayer works, if that student is actually going to be here. Uh, I'm joined this hour by uh, Father Eric Hill uh, from Transfiguration, and also Father Robbie Cotta from uh, Immaculate, uh, Heart Immaculate Heart of Mary. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. So, uh, good to have you both here. Um, I'm assuming at this point that we don't have this student on, because it was just kind of a last-minute thing, but I'm just going to go there and see if we have... Nope, we're on hold right now. So, yeah, yeah, go ahead and put the headphones on. (laughs) So, um, but anyway, uh, why don't we, I've got a prayer from the preschool students uh, from yesterday uh, that why don't we go ahead and and play that one right now from uh, uh, St. Catherine Preschool, and we'll go ahead and hear that. Amen. Name of the Father, and Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. I think I heard Father Eric's voice in there. <laughs> you can't get much better than that. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, this this a lot of the people that have I've met a lot of people uh, through the course of this pledge drive, but I have uh, a history with the both of you uh, because I was uh, well, still am a parishioner at uh, Prince of Peace and Flowery Branch, which is where. Father Eric Hill was pastor for what? 12? Ten, ten years. Ten years. Okay. Seemed like 12. I know. Uh, forever. <laughs> and, and Robbie Cotta uh, was uh, a, a seminarian there as well. So um, so we're very pleased that you could both be here today. And uh, I, I just want to start off, Father Eric, by saying, and you said this in one of your homilies one time. Uh-oh. I was paying attention. Okay. But you said that, that people... Um, people had accused you of of many things. Uh, yes, <laughs> but but had accused you of of always asking for money, uh-huh. always putting the squeeze on it for money uh, from the pulpit. And I never found that to be true. I, I you know maybe once a year or so the the archbishops annual uh, appeal yeah, tithing talk mm-hmm. it, yeah it, it's, but but since people have that perception. I thought, what better person to get in here to ask for money for the quest? Yeah, I guess I'm good at it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So if you would like to call in and donate some money, this is the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive on the quest, AM 1160. You can call 470-508-1160. Uh, you can log on to thequestatlanta.com or download the Quest Atlanta app to donate as well. Okay, gentlemen. Awesome. <laughs> Did you make a donation, Father Robbie? Not yet, okay. but now I have to. Exactly. Yeah, Father Eric was asking me for money. We were waiting out in the lobby to come in here. <laughs> Nothing new there, though, huh? No. no. <laughs> These young guys have more money than I do. <laughs> so we've got um, the, the uh, it is the Power of Prayer uh, pledge drive, and um, so we're, we're sharing stories of the Power of Prayer, and I'm, uh, you know, wondering, obviously you have a lot of experience with prayer and everything, but... Any stories come to mind? So I struggled with prayer um, for a while until Father uh, Robbie, then Seminarian Robbie, arrived at Prince of Peace, and my prayer life greatly increased uh, <laughs> during that uh, twelve month of his pastoral year. So um, I'm, I'm well. I'm, I'm, my game is way up on my prayer life. And while you were doing that, I was praying for deliverance from being <laughs> under prayer? your under your reign of terror. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it's interesting. Like, uh, you know, speaking of our time together at Prince of Peace, I think one of the, uh, you know, we would we would share a lot of glory stories together. You and me and and Father Branson Hip, who was the parochial vicar. At Is the he time. still a priest? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where he went to. He's yeah, little hobbit. But he, <laughs> but we would share a lot of glory stories of part of the brilliance. I think of what was happening at, at Prince of Peace when we were all there together is 
you know, we had the Adoration Chapel, and that was an intentional thing to make sure that whatever was happening at the parish at any given time, there were always going to be people with Jesus in prayer. Uh, we prayed together. Uh, we were uh, prayed as a community, and I think, you know, especially even as, as a staff, as a team, I watched as, as people entered into a spirit of discernment about the mission of the parish and what was going on there, uh, and it allowed some pretty remarkable things to happen, I think. Yeah, it changed. The, the, the culture changed in mm-hmm. a good way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, uh, I shared this story yesterday. Um, I'll share it again here. But uh, uh, Deacon Bill uh, Donahue... Was, Santa Claus. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. Saint Nick. <laughs> Saint Nick. <laughs> he was he was uh he was doing a homily and I I I lost my job. I had been employed with uh a, a large corporation for 20 some years. Uh and it, all of a sudden they reworked their management staff and I was reworked right out the door. Um so I was praying on that a lot. And I was out of work and this was in February of 2019. I was out of work for uh about 14 months and you know you got a family to support and everything and i mean it's 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 stressful i was praying on it all the time but then uh deacon bill gave this homily uh where where he went around and he 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 did it from all the stations of the cross and when he got to the one where jesus falls and he was talking about the 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 uh cross that we all have to bear and he you know what what it's not a literal cross but what is your cross and when he said that, it hit me that my cross is the fact I don't have a job. <laughs> I need a job. I got to support my family. Mm-hmm. So I started praying on it a little bit differently. And at that point, I mean, within probably a few days, I got a job offer for a full-time job. And I started, my first day was March 16th of 2020, which was the day the whole country shut down from the COVID uh crisis you know the 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 pandemic and i i was like it, it was it was just the prayer not that i wasn't praying but it it's like i had to come at it from a different angle mm-hmm. with the prayer before things happened you know so i that that was just my personal experience yeah i think one of the most important things in prayer and i think we often forget that is surrender um we can pray for certain things i I jokingly say at Mass on Sundays that I've been praying for the lottery for 27 years. <laughs> I have yet to win, and I even buy a ticket, um, and I have not yet won. My my theory is that I'll probably win the lottery and then die the next day. Um, <laughs> but maybe the prayer isn't maybe that prayer isn't good for us. And sometimes it's just surrendering what God's will is for us versus asking for something so specific. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think around that, even Lent, this is something that I've been paying attention to just recently we had a uh, i think it may have been last week during one of our daily masses about a week ago i think it was last thursday i preached on this but it was uh the gospel narrative of jesus telling his apostles uh and probably the whole crowd that he was teaching ask and you will receive knock and the door will be open and all of this and i actually gave a homily i said well this is pretty challenging and it presents a problem because anybody who's ever prayed before has knocked and has not seemed to have found an open door uh, or has not received what they were asking for or what they were hoping for. Uh, and so kind of wrestling with a very clear and um, you can't really argue against, you know, when Jesus talks, that's God. And so we can't tell him he's wrong. But at the same time, it's like, well, well, if I'm praying and I don't get what I receive, then how do we reconcile that or how do we make sense of it? Uh, and I think during Lent, it's very important for us to kind of pay attention to the unanswered prayers of Jesus. Um, and what I was thinking of there was, you know, when he goes out into the garden at Gethsemane the night before he dies, Father, take this cup away from me, but not as I will, but as you will. Um, and then even on the cross the next day, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why have you forsaken me? Why mm-hmm. did you let my prayers go unanswered? But interestingly, I mean, we can foc- focus on those unanswered prayers, but in the Gospel of John, Right before he goes out into the garden at Gethsemane, Jesus makes his great priestly prayer. Like, Father, I pray that all these that you have given me, they may be one as you and I are one. Can they be brought into communion with us and share in this relationship that we have? Then he has this experience of unanswered prayer in Gethsemane and on the cross, but it ends on Sunday morning with the resurrection and then the ascension into heaven. And so the answered prayer was the prayer that he was making before he went out, and it happened through 
the suffering and death, the unanswered prayers uh, right. that he had, you know, on Holy Thursday and Good Friday. And so it's, I think there's just something very important for us there when we kind of bump up against unanswered prayers. Um, there's really no such thing. And really what the challenge is for the believer is to to kind of sit in that and say, he is answering this actively right now in a real way. Uh, and so it just demands kind of a spirit of openness and docility and surrender of saying he's answering this, the door is being opened, the work on my end is to kind of discern how it's happening, even if it's in a way that's unexpected. Mm-hmm. And and I think, and I've heard this before many times, but uh, it's an answered prayer, but maybe not the answer you were looking for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And maybe it wasn't good. It's not good for you or mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not, or not just timing wise. It's not now. And a lot of times you can look back on that, you know, you're, you're, you're a year or two or a decade removed from that time and you can look back and go, oh, okay, I see why that was. God's hand was in that. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We we have been uh, uh, talking with uh, Father Robert, R- Robbie Cotta and also Father Eric Hill um, on the Power of Prayer Spring Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. Uh, you can call in your donation right now, 470-508-1160, or you can log on to questatlanta.com. And uh, we We've been talking about this on the air for a few months now, and we uh, had been asking people to send in their examples of the power of prayer. Uh, I'm going to share one of those with you right now. Um, it, well, and in fact, this was actually one from our uh, a pledge drive, the pledge drive we did last fall. But uh, our guest was David Hanna, and he's got a, a, a really strong prayer, power of prayer story here. Let, let's just share that right now. My favorite saint is John Paul II. Uh, I had the uh, blessing of meeting him when he, we believe, cured our then 11-year-old son of cancer. He was undergoing about a year and a half of chemotherapy, and we thought that he was healed, and then they told us that they thought he had relapsed. And so that is when we went we met St. John Paul, and he cupped his head, he kissed him on the head, he prayed over him, and we came back. We actually landed in Atlanta about 3 a.m. on 9-11-01, and my wife took John, our son, to get checked that day. And she saw the nurses running around behind and the and the medical technicians who had done his scans and they had a very concerned look on her on their faces. And she thought that meant that they saw a growth in the cancer. And then they came out and told her that all the scans were clear, they couldn't explain it. And my wife, Kim, was like, well, I can explain it. I know exactly what happened three days ago. <laughs> um, and so 9-11 actually has a, has a weird um, remembrance for us because we remember that's the day that we found out that our son was truly cancer-free. And the reason the people behind the counter had looks of concern on their face because they were watching some of this TV coverage of the planes going into the buildings, we were getting this report of our son being cured at the same time that was going on. So it, it, it's really a, uh, an emotional day for us uh, every year. And that's the power of prayer right there. We don't all get a pope to pray for us, but I mean, that was just an amazing story. And I think that that is a good example of of the type of thing, you know, like the, the media today, mainstream or, or whatever, if it bleeds, it leads. That's kind of their thing. But we're we're about the good news here. The good news here in the Catholic Church and also just in society as well uh, here at the Quest. So this is the Power of Prayer Spring Pledge Drive on AM 1160, the Quest. And you can call in. It it is 100% supported by donations from listeners. Uh, So we need need you to stay on the air. 470-508-1160. Or you can log on to thequestatlanta.com. 
So the story that, I mean, those are powerful stories, but obviously as priests, we hear stories of that not happening. Um, mm-hmm. the, the answer of the cancer-free or the, the positive news that would come from the, the story that we just heard don't happen. Um, and then the difficulty is how do we look at God still answering the prayers, but perhaps not in the way we thought as we deal with a parent who's lost her child or mm-hmm. one of the things Robbie, um, during his time of, uh, formation for seminary, he was in uh, children's hospital, uh, and had powerful experiences of ministering to families who were dealing with very sick kids. And for some who lost the lives of their kids and yet how do we bring Christ to that, the good news and the opportunity for Christ to still mentor and minister to those people in those times of need. But it, you know, even in thinking of that beautiful story, um, yeah, and having worked uh, specifically with a lot of um, done a lot of ministry in pediatric cancer, and um, and a lot of uh, just recently had some um, very heavy cases of of infant loss and and the many other things that we do in ministry and and walking often very privately and behind the scenes with families in these very difficult moments of suffering. You know, one of the things I was thinking of, and actually in the one year that I was at Prince of Peace. I couldn't, I don't think I could count on two hands or more the number of people who became regular practicing Catholics who we had never met before, but we met them in the hospital. And so it was folks who were unaffiliated with a parish, uh, oftentimes fallen away Catholics, or maybe uh, a loved one was a fallen away Catholic, or whatever the case may be. And something told them we need to call the church, we need to call a priest, uh, whether it was an older person passing away. Um, you know, I remember one case of a, a very difficult and sudden funeral that we we did together with uh, a young man who had passed away very suddenly, uh, and I watched in amazement as through that tragedy, his whole his whole family essentially turned back to Catholicism and came back. And so over and over, just in that one year, hospitals uh, and funerals were these points of major conversion mm-hmm. where it was tragedy that would bring people back. Uh, and I think a lot of times, I mean, if you want to talk about the power of prayer, power of prayer, it's people who would hear uh, the final commendation that priests are able to give in the anointing of the sick uh, in an end of life situation. It's the beauty of the ritual of the funeral liturgy. Um, if there is a more beautiful expression of commending someone back to the Lord, I don't, I don't know if there's a faith tradition or any kind of ritual more beautiful than the Catholic Church celebrates funerals. Uh, mm-hmm. And what a moment of of unexpected grace and healing that we get to, we're very privileged in our seats as priests to watch, you know, really in real time as these moments of conversion happen. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's a lot of times some of the most miraculous things that I've witnessed in uh, my few years of ministry as a someone preparing for priesthood and now in my first several months of priesthood, a lot of the most powerful experiences of prayer are people that are actually in very dark places uh, and very difficult experiences, and suddenly Christianity take Christianity takes on this much newer, much deeper thing when they realize that there's something more to all of this, uh, and they realize that they they need something more, something greater, uh, or better yet, someone more, someone yeah. greater, uh, and the Lord is able to enter in. Uh, it's very humbling. It's a privileged experience that we get to have. Mm-hmm. The light of Christ breaks that darkness mm-hmm. in, the midst, in the midst of those dark moments and dark situations. We we can be hopefully just that instrument of Christ's light in their lives. And hopefully they see the light and say, I want more of that. I want to experience that. We, uh, last earlier this morning, we had a, a woman on, uh, and, and she was diagnosed with Parkinson's in 2018. And if you're familiar with Parkinson's, but it's a physically debilitating, I mean, you gradually just get worse and worse with tremors and everything. Same thing. Uh, Michael J. Fox has that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, she was talking about, you know, that she didn't have a great relationship with Jesus. But then once she got diagnosed, she had a a much better relationship. She has a really good relationship right now with Jesus. And she went so far as to say that Parkinson's was a blessing, <laughs> which it, it's hard to imagine that, you know, oh, what a blessing I have Parkinson's. But it, it truly is, and it goes right along with what you were saying, Robbie. Where it, it, it's it, it, in these times, you know, you 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 have that place to turn to. Yeah, to have that opportunity to say, I mean, I would say probably not everyone would say it's a blessing, but for her, it was that opportunity for her to say, "I need to get my life back in relationship with Christ," and it, it was that pivotal moment for her to say, 
I, I have to turn back to the light. I have to go back to him mm-hmm. who gives me life and light and, and see where the Lord leads me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the darkness sometimes is the place to see the most light. Well, yeah, I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is the Power of Prayer Spring Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. And uh, we are here with uh, Father Eric Hill and Father Robbie Cotta um, from uh Father Hale from Transfiguration, Transfiguration and Father Robbie from uh, Immaculate Heart of Mary. Thank you, <laughs> IHM, <laughs> IHM. Yes, uh, it, coming from the broadcast world, I, IHM is iHeart Media, which is no. iHeart Radio. So, <laughs> I, whenever I see IHM, I'm like, oh well. But anyway, uh, let, let's let's take a trip over here to yeah. Let's check out. We got some uh, some donations coming in, which is fantastic. Um, uh, we have, uh, an anonymous person, uh, gave some money as well as, uh, Mary Sue, uh, from coming has made a donation. Uh, we also have, uh, Nancy from Roswell. Um, and we also have Helen, uh, from coming as well. So we thank all of them very much. And what I'm going to do right now, uh, I found out we have, uh, matching gifts, so if if somebody calls in or you go online to donate, uh, your fifty dollars is now a hundred dollars, hundred dollars, two hundred. So it's going to be doubled. It's going to be matched. So that's a great time. But you also are going to get. But wait, there's more. You're also going to get some restaurant gift certificates. We've got. <laughs> Father Eric, you're Let's, pulling out your it, phone right now. Well, to make it's it. lunchtime. He's a little hungry. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we've got uh, uh, Hawk's Grill. We've got Bad Daddies. We've got, uh, I think we've got some Chick-fil-A left here. Uh, I think we've got some Jay Christopher. Um, and also, thanks to Eddie and uh, at Reveille and Marietta, we've got some gift certificates there as well. So if you can call in, uh, ask for one of those gift certificates, uh, you will get that. You can either do it uh, by calling 470-508-1160 and ask for one of the gift certificates when you uh, call in or when you log on to thequestatlanta.com, then you can, there's a little spot in there where you can type in, you know, hey, I want the restaurant gift certificate and uh, mention which one you want and we will try to set you up with that. So, yeah, we're going to take a break here in just a little bit. Um, Guys, good? Amen. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, let's take a little break and we'll talk more with Father Robbie and Father Eric on the other side. You're listening to AM 1160, The Quest, and this is our Spring Pledge Drive, where the theme is The Power of Prayer. Keep listening for more stories of inspiration and hope through The Power of Prayer. After hearing these stories, if you're moved to donate, please call 470-508-1160. Go to our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Remember, The Quest is 100% listener-supported, and we rely on donations from people like you to stay on the air. We'll be back to the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive shortly on AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic radio. That's the power of prayer. There have been scared or hurting moms and dads who had an appointment for an abortion but changed their minds at the last minute. Their minds were changed because of 40 Days for Life, a peaceful legal prayer vigil that reminds couples of the hope they can find in God's love. You can sign up for one or more hours at the next vigil, March 2nd through April 10th at 40daysforlife.com Atlanta. Find out more at thequestatlanta.com. Hello, I'm Marissa Pereira from St. Jude's Parish in Atlanta. You're listening to AM 1160. The Quest, WCFO East Point, covering all of Metro Atlanta and beyond. Listen on air or online at thequestatlanta.com any time of the day. Come, join The Quest and embrace your journey. The Quest presents Mom Minutes with Cameron Frad from Among the Lilies. Our life as moms are so busy. We're driving to and from this activity, that sport, and we're just busy all the time. We need to take a moment for ourselves and to breathe. We need to find a resting place. 
Um, I know for me, I'm so busy with my children. I don't actually have much time of quiet. And when there is a moment of quiet, my brain is racing to process all the interactions and or images or experiences of my day. Um, how do you find a quiet place? How do you quiet your heart? We must remove things in our lives so that we can have our hearts as a resting place for Jesus. Take a moment and let him dwell inside of you. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. My name is Father Waldemar Patricia. I am pastor at Mother of God Church in Conyers, Georgia. And here is a prayer for Ukraine. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, God of powers, and God of our salvation, look down with mercy and compassion on your humble servants, and out of love for mankind, have mercy on us and on the land of Ukraine. We, who are sinful and unworthy, pray unto you in repentance and with tears. Help us, O God, our Savior, and deliver the land of Ukraine. For you are the health and victory and salvation of them that put their hope in you, and unto you do we send up glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, now and forever and ever. Amen. Thank you so much for your support and thinking about us. Please continue just to pray. God bless you. The Quest presents Mom Minutes with Cameron Frad from Among the Lilies. Sometimes as a mom, I think that we think we need to have it all together and we need to show our kids that we have it all together. But I don't think that's true. I think one of the greatest things we can do with our children is tell them when we mess up. Tell them like, you know what? Mommy made a mistake here and I'm very sorry. I did something that was not okay and I shouldn't have done it. I do it when I lose my temper with my children and I say, please forgive me for losing my temper. And my children say, mom, I forgive you. Teaching your child to admit when they've been wrong and asking for forgiveness is huge. I encourage you to use this language with your children. Model it, show it. My husband and I say it to each other. We say it to our kids. When we do something wrong, we don't say, oh, well, that's okay, don't worry about it, or just sorry. It's please forgive me. And then receiving that and saying, I forgive you. I love you. You don't have to be perfect as a mom. Be real, be honest, seek forgiveness when you make mistakes. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. The Vatican Exposition of Sacred Relics includes relics of the Saints Joseph, John the Baptist, and Mary Magdalene, pieces of the wood of the true cross, and over a hundred more. It's one night, March 31st, at All Saints Parish, Atlanta. Find out more at thequestatlanta.com. Let us offer a prayer of thanksgiving for Monsignor John Walsh, a priest serving in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Eternal God, we thank you for the blessings of Monsignor Walsh, who represents you on this earth. Make him more greatly aware of the grace that you pour out through him as he ministers the sacraments, and help him to fall more deeply in love with you after each and every Mass that is celebrated. Please strengthen him so that he may lovingly and courageously shepherd your flock. May we support Monsignor Walsh in the Archdiocese of Atlanta by offering him kind words, deeds, and assistance. We thank you, God, for the gift of Monsignor John Walsh. Allow him to remain an example of your truth and a guide to all those he is entrusted to serve. We ask these things of you, our Lord, our eternal priest. Amen. The Power of Prayer Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. Make your pledge or donation by calling 470-508-1160 on our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Now back to The Power of Prayer on AM 1160, The Quest. Your Atlanta Catholic Radio. That's the That is the power of prayer. I'm Dave Savage, the programming and production manager here at AM 1160, The Quest. And uh, at the top of the hour, when we began this hour, we had like a little snafu. Uh, we were going to get a prayer from uh, each hour. We try to kick off with a, a prayer from one of the Catholic school uh, students uh, in the Archdiocese. And right now we're going to go over to St. Joseph School in Marietta. Uh, and fifth grader Sophia Hart should be 
here. Is that is that you, Sophia? Yep, it's me. Awesome. And you're in the fifth grade, huh? Yeah, I am. Excellent. What is your favorite subject in school? My favorite subject is science. Oh, okay. What do you like about science? I like how many parts of science there is to learn. It makes it like one of the most interesting subjects. It does. Yeah, there's a lot of areas in there. Excellent. You like your teacher? Yeah. Really? Are you sure? Yeah, she's okay. really nice. Awesome. Good answer. <laughs> My favorite subject is lunch, but that's just me. <laughs> did you take isn't it your degrees in lunch I, I took that that was an AP course for me in high school <laughs> AP lunch yep and I, I was going to be an astronaut I was taking up space so <laughs> anyway Sophia I'm sorry you are all set to go there with a prayer aren't you I am anytime you're ready we would love to hear it in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen Father God I pray for your blessing upon the Quest Atlanta Catholic Radio and its workers. Today, the Quest is seeking donations for their Power of Prayer pledge drive. Your word tells us that you love cheerful givers. So as it is written in the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 38, I pray that everyone who gives cheerfully today will receive a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For those who are unable to give, I pray that God will meet them at their point of need. Please join me in saying the Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full full of grace, grace. the Lord Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Sophia, I, I, I've got to say, we were trying to uh, connect with you about a half hour ago, but i got to say that that was definitely worth the wait. That was a very beautiful prayer. Absolutely. Thank you, Sophia. You're welcome. Thank you, too. Do you want to stay on the radio any longer to stay out of class? or? <laughs> <laughs> um. We'll take that as a no. (laughs) (laughs) Sophia, thank you very much. You have a great day. You too. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye. Sophia sounds like a sweet girl. Speaking of Catholic schools, can I use this radio platform to give a shout-out? Absolutely. So I have to give a shout-out to Immaculate Heart of Mary Catholic School. Mm -hmm. It's the the very best part of my assignment, but also to Miss Kassar, one of the great middle school teachers who I got a message saying she's listening in the car right now. So she must be skipping school. I don't know where she is, but she must be on lunch hour. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Well, she's probably looking for a place to pull over so that she can call 470-508-1160 so that she can make a pledge and maybe get one of these restaurant gift certificates or or get the money matched because we've got the the matching money on the table right now going on until 1 o'clock. uh, if you if you donate fifty, it's a hundred. Donate five hundred, it's a thousand. So up to two thousand dollars is that match money. Uh, we are here with uh, Father Eric Hill from Transfiguration uh, in uh, Marietta, and also Father Robbie Cotta uh, from Immaculate Heart of Mary. And before the break, we were talking a little bit about how it it it's nice. It, I shouldn't say nice, but when prayers are answered in the way we want them to be, my you know, son was cured from cancer or whatever the case may be. But that's not always the answer that God gives us. Um, and I'm I'm just wondering, and, and Father Eric, I'll, I'll direct this to you and, and Robbie chime in if you want to. But when, when somebody is praying, you know, a parent especially I think about or a spouse, and they're praying for their loved one, and it, it's like, what what do you do? How do you console a person when that isn't the, you know, the okay, the person passed away from cancer or whatever it is? I mean, what what can you say? There were many years ago, there was a, a group of friends that gathered together at this um, party and their good friend was dying of cancer. And we prayed for him. It was his last time ever to be out of the house. We prayed for him. Anoint, I anointed him that right before he left to go home with his wife and um they gathered after he left we gathered together and there was a conversation about his um about prayer and they said well is it wrong for us to pray for a miracle i said absolutely not i said but remember the ultimate miracle is death 
without death, we don't go home. And he died maybe, I would say, a few weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, I, obviously, no one, especially with someone who loses a child, someone who's 90 years old. You can, I had one lady I did a funeral for many years ago, and her kids who were in their 70s, and her mother was like 98, they go, oh, it was kind of a surprise. I said, surprise, she's 98 years old. How can it be a surprise? <laughs> yeah. um, but it's much different when you're dealing with someone who's lost a child or, or a spouse or, you know, sibling or whatever it might be and those moments of of consolation the the best way that i've worked or i've ministered to people is just being a ministry of presence um because i can't resolve it i can't solve it i don't have an answer why a six-year-old has cancer and dies um there's just really is no answer um i i'm not god i the best thing i can do is pretty much be there in presence and say i'm sorry and say to them good things will be brought out of a situation, but that's not why God, God didn't cause this to happen so that you can, we can have good things show from that. Um, Robbie earlier shared some stories about people who, who in, in the midst of darkness came back to the light of, of the church and um, live their faith life um, in a, in a very um, visible way because of that darkness. or that situation that they encountered, but um, at least in my experience, um, of, of priesthood is is often just being there and being the representation of the church and loving them and and nurturing them and journeying with them in their time of mourning and crisis mm-hmm. absolutely I, and so father eric you i don't know what i call you a veteran priest 20, <laughs> almost 22 years yeah, yeah i guess so, absolutely and, you can and, just call him old <laughs> I'll take that. I, I would accept that he's younger than I am. So, <laughs> but uh, Father Robbie, um, so you were just ordained. What was it this past year? Yeah, last June. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. We're still so, checking the records on that. <laughs> so <laughs> the tape. He's got the collar. So yeah. I mean, well, you know, <laughs> Amazon. <Yeah. laughs> but so what I'm I'm wondering though, I mean, because uh, Father Eric has been around for a while and has had a lot of experience in this, but you being new. Uh, newly ordained, I don't know if you've had to deal with this yet and consoling a family when their prayers weren't answered in the way they wanted them to be, but you must have given that some thought as far as what, how you might console them or, or you know, what you might say to them. Actually, I, I, you know, one of the great blessings of, of priesthood and of, and of doing priesthood within the Catholic Church is you have a very extensive period of formation. Uh, so seminary for me, it was a seven-year process. And during that, uh, you have a, an extended amount of time uh, of doing, you know, kind of the practical work. So for me, that that was mostly done in uh, during a one-year span where I did do a three-month full-time intensive as a chaplain at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta at Scottish Rite. Uh, and then immediately following that was my year as a seminary and my pastoral year at Prince of Peace in Flowery Branch. Um, you know, even my first shift... At, at Children's at Scottish Rite, working as a chaplain, I had two end-of-life situations my first night on the job. Uh, one of them was pediatric cancer. Another one was a was a chronic condition that led to, to cardiac arrest, and it was all very sudden. Um, and there were countless instances of that during that summer. So it, it doesn't take long. I would say it's actually part of our daily business and ministry. The majority of what we deal with and why people come to us is because of unanswered prayers, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, after Mass on a Sunday and passing is when people tell us their glory stories. They say, Oh father just had to tell you, you know, we were praying for this. And, and we hear those stories all the time of, remember I told you I I needed a job. Well, I got one. I literally just had that happen to me last week. A lady came up to me about two weeks ago, said, please pray for me. I I need a new job. I have an interview coming up. Pray that it goes well. The next Sunday she came up to me, got the job. Thanks for your prayers. Uh, Those happen quickly in passing, but the stuff that takes place behind the scenes, I think, you know, our work during the week uh, when priesthood is, you know, kind of the, I don't know, call it like the nitty gritty of it in ministry, it's really walking with people in the suffering and in the unanswered prayers and in the confusion and in the um, in the anxiety, the worry and everything else. So we're in front of this reality constantly uh, through a lot of stuff. And something that I tell people as I say, you know, from now on, after you've experienced, you know, whether it be a, a tragedy or this new kind of suffering, I say, when you look up at the crucifix now, it's going to look different to you, and it should, mm-hmm. because now you're starting to be able to understand how gruesome this all really is. Uh, and I, I send people all the time, this is why I think Ignatian spirituality is so important, 
uh, of actually taking the time when we read the scriptures to actually insert ourselves into the scene and think about the ramifications of what we're reading and of the event that took place 2022 years ago. It's like on Calvary, there was a, a real live mother uh, who had loved her son for, we believe, roughly 33 years, who watched him get tortured and killed and executed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not just a pious story. That's a real thing that took place in human history. And so when we pray to Our Lady, that's a real mom yeah. who had to have been feeling extremely helpless and very terrified and and broken to the point of true sorrow. And he was innocent. Mm-hmm. And, you know? and again, and there's the unanswered, why does this happen to me? There's Jesus saying on the cross, why have you forsaken me? Why me, Father? You know, And actually taking the time to help people actually sit in that and sit in the suffering of Christianity and of, and of the story of who Jesus was and still is uh, and saying, look, there's something here for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and as you were sitting here telling this, talking about this, and I was thinking to myself, I mean, I haven't been through anything like that, but I think it's good maybe to prepare yourself in prayer and to kind of think about this. And, and you know, yes, this hasn't happened to me, but it may someday, you know, something tragic like that may happen in my life. And, and instead of just being blindsided, isn't the right word, but because you would be completely blindsided by it, but to have some sort of, of thought in, into this, what we're talking about, you know, to, that, that it could prepare you in the least little bit to, you know, to kind of be there. And I think, I think we get, I, I've heard some of this talk too, on some of the programming here on the quest and uh that's why i think it's very important to support the quest and make sure that we stay on the air because it is 100 percent listener donated money that keeps us on the air uh it, and I, I there's a there's a quote from archbishop fulton sheen and I, I like this one he says there are not 100 people in the united states who hate the catholic church but there are millions who hate what they wrongly perceive the Catholic Church to be, and I think that the quest does a, a fairly good job of of trying to correct some of those misconceptions of what's going on in the Catholic Church. So at this point, we are speaking with uh, Father Eric Hill and Father Robbie Cotta, and uh, it, this is the Power of Prayer Spring Pledge Drive on AM eleven sixty. The Quest. Uh, we would love to get your donations at four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. TheQuestAtlanta dot com. You can make a. a donation there or you can get the quest atlanta app on your phone and make a donation now let me uh i'm not going to step into the room here i just want to uh uh, mention uh so robbie i'm told here uh that you need to promise to go fishing with deacon joel and ryan (laughs) they they donated some money and they're going to take it back if you don't go fishing with them i think i i can happily oblige we've been working deacon joel and i've been working for years of trying to get a little fishing excursion uh to go after some of the bass and maybe if he's up for it i don't know if he does the heavy fishing but going after some of the the famed stripers that reside at the bottom of lake lanier there so don't you normally go fishing at PetSmart? <laughs> <laughs> no i have a lifetime ban <laughs> you know that's that old story i have the heart of a lion and a lifetime ban from the zoo <laughs> So, yeah, so I'll definitely, uh, yeah, that's reminding me I need to get in touch with Deacon Joel. I'm glad he's listening. Is the promise of the fishing trip worth a large pledge for the radio station? or It's significant. Okay, okay awesome. Yeah. Right. Just <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Father Robbie will match it. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll make sure he, he uh, sticks to that uh, uh, poverty pledge. Because yeah. <laughs> we're, we're just rolling in the dough. <laughs> exactly. And then we, uh, this must be a, a Prince of Peace parishioner this is in honor of father eric and father robbie uh from arlene and flowery branch <laughs> yeah and then uh, uh uh daisy in honor of deacon leo uh from earlier this morning and uh, daisy's from alpharetta so we really appreciate all of those on am 1160 the quest the power of prayer spring pledge drive and once again i'll give that number out because uh, there is matching numbers so that significant donation uh is is will be matched and so it's doubled uh so we've got two thousand dollars well a a lot less than that so uh but there is still time to get your pledge matched 
and call in 470-508-1160. Log on to thequestatlanta.com or get the Quest Atlanta app on your phone. You need that, whether you're going to donate that way or not, you got to have it on there. Um, so anyway, uh, any thoughts here, gentlemen? <laughs> I don't know. I just have no words to share. No. Well, I'd, I'd be interested to hear. So, you know, talking about experience that I don't have as a priest yet, I have I don't know what it is like to be a pastor, to, to shepherd a congregation, to lead don't do a it. flock. Don't do it. <laughs> But you know, stay a vicar for a long time. Oh, I'm, believe me, I'm enjoying it. I love not having to look at the bank account. It's, but I would be interested. You know, one of the the great experiences, and I, I touched on this already, of my formation to become a priest was my year at Prince of Peace, uh, where I did get to meet great people like Arlene, who you just mentioned. So she's very dear to both of us. But uh, I watched as as Father Eric really did some remarkable things as a pastor up at Prince of Peace, and. It was a very prayer-centered approach and and brought out a, a lot of, you know, almost kind of this mass conversion of how a parish operated and what a parish is mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, set up this great vision and mission. And I'd be interested in hearing his perspective on the role of prayer um, and kind of how he approaches ministry, but particularly as a, as a pastor, as someone who leads a congregation and as a faith leader. That's a great, yeah, I'd love to hear that, too. Silence. <laughs> yeah, that, I was um, just saying too earlier. The silent prayer doesn't work on the radio. Okay, <laughs> let's just meditate, right? Um, without everything that happened at Prince of Peace, uh, at least for that the time that I was there, was all done with prayer. It began with prayer. It was um, it it was all about prayer. It was all about beginning with prayer, seeing where the Lord would lead us, surrendering to what was not our plan necessarily, but what discerned out of the conversations and prayer that was done by so many people. Um, plans that the conversations in a meeting would begin with uh, an agenda, and then the agenda was pretty much wiped out, and we began to just surrender what God was saying to us and through all of us uh, gathered together. I think sometimes we we come in with a plan and we, have, we tell God our plan, and God goes, oh, okay, um, but I have something much better for you. Um, necessarily different, but it's much better for you. Perhaps you thought about this, but I'm actually thinking about this plus, you know, or a hundred times better. And it's, a, and I said this earlier, it's about the surrender to the spirit, which I think sometimes we struggle with because what you look at the apostles, when Jesus called them, they had no idea where they were going. None. And they weren't even good fishermen like Robbie, you know, um, they were horrible fishermen. Not until Jesus got involved. Exactly. Once, well, they took instruction from Jesus, then they caught fish. Um, and then he says, now we're not going to fish anymore. We're going to f- go fishing for men. So they had no idea where they were going and they surrendered to what his plan was. And even that was a struggle. It doesn't mean that they immediately just said, okay, and everything fell in line. They, were, they struggled along that three years of ministry, understanding where he was going, what's happening, how this was going to be, how this is going to play out. They... Some of them said, let's just go back. Um, and so it's that surrender to what God is trying to do. And when we do that, God can take us in ways and places that were never thought of. Mm-hmm. And it's just, but that's hard <laughs> because I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't, I can foresee what I want to do and how I'm going to accomplish that. My goals and ideas and settings, you know, uh, uh, we set a goal and then we set plans and we set, we have steps to get us to that goal. But God's going, that isn't how I work. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a better way for me to to work in you. You just have to let me let me work through you and in you. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 to joking earlier about the the silent prayer, but that's that's where you, you need that silent prayer. Uh, and I think that's something I've learned from you, Father Eric, uh, because I, I don't know how many times you preach that uh, in your homilies, but it, it's it's a conversation. Uh, you you speak it, like we're having a conversation. Right. I'm speaking. You're speaking. Robbie, you're speaking. You know, we're all speaking. But you've got to right listen. now. Right now, you're listening to me, and you've got to you've got to listen to God. You've right. got to you've, you've got to listen as well, which is just as important as any of it. Well, it's the Martha Mary, right? It's the Martha Mary debate. You know, you got to have you got to sit at the feet of Jesus, but then. I always say that, you know, Jesus did eat dinner that he did eat dinner that night. So Martha then came in and her role of, of sharing the, to her hospitality with um, her sister and Jesus. But there needs to be this time when you sit at the feet of Jesus and just listen and absorb what he's trying to share with you. 
Absolutely. So we are on the uh, Power of Prayer Spring Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. And uh, just a few more minutes left here. What about five, six minutes in this hour uh, for the matching funds? Uh, up to $2,000 will be matched. So this is the perfect time to make your pledge count. It'll be doubled if you call in 470-508-1160. Uh, check out thequestatlanta.com or go to the Quest app on your phone. And um, uh, oh, I had a thought there. It, it, Where, did, you, did, did you pray it out of the way? Or what? <laughs> I think I did. I must have. But uh, I, I was checking this out, and we're, you know, I mean, this is the Quest Catholic Radio, and, and it's it's Atlanta Catholic Radio, and we've got a lot of things uh, that are exclusive. You know, yeah, we do carry a lot of EWTN programming, uh, but there's also a lot of things that are exclusive to the Quest, and some of those are um, uh, some of our local programs. And I was just going to... Uh, I, I, we've, we've got a, a Bible study, the Book of Esther, that you can check out on thequestatlanta.com or on the app. And uh, I was just thinking, I'd, I'd like to hear one of these, right, and just a, a small clip from that Bible study. So let's check that out. This is from the Book of Esther. Esther and Mordecai were created to make a difference and help God's children survive. As Mordecai said to Esther, you were created for such a time as this. Esther loved God, and she desired to do his will, even if it cost her her life. As Romans 8.28 says, he causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. You and I and all of our listeners have been created to make a difference. It's not by chance that you're here at this exact time in history. Just as Esther was created for such a time as this, so too are we. That realization in and of itself is pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. You may be called to make a difference in a small way, or you may be called to make a difference in a great way. But either way, you have an assignment from God. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree, Carrie. Um, so. Uh, Carrie, that is comforting and, and scary news kind of all at the same time about this assignment. Right. How can we look at this notion of assignment in a way that helps us get through the anxious feelings or concerns and really get to action well, on our assignment? Okay. I think a great place to start is with the question, first of all, do you know what your assignment is? Do you mm -hmm. know what your assignment from God is? And if you're not sure, ask him and he will let you know. If you truly want to do his will, he will reveal it to you. And I think that kind of goes with what you were saying, Father Eric, that it, it, like what you were talking about, uh, you know, praying and, and I had this in mind and but that wasn't your assignment. <laughs> your, your assignment was something completely different or or bigger than what you had planned. Absolutely. And and so that happens all the time. So that that's the uh I'm ashamed to admit, but there, there's a uh, a TikTok song <laughs> that uh, that are you going to sing it? Or? But but I, I don't know if you've heard the one, but it's uh, I understood the assignment. You know, I understood the assignment. I won't get into singing it right now, but <laughs> but I, I really think that there's a, a, a in TikTok isn't necessarily the best platform, but that that there is a religious based to that you know i mean if it may not have been intended that way but i think it really uh it, it could be interpreted that way and that's the way i i like to interpret it is because well, we're we're caught when we're assigned by the archbishop to an assignment whether it be as a vicar or as a pastor um each community is completely unique completely different so what happened at prince of peace as i'm pastor now of eight months or nine months almost of a transfiguration in marietta what the lord leads me there is going to be different than what happened at Prince of Peace. And that's a, mm -hmm. that's a wonderful thing because it's not the same community. Well, you wouldn't want it to be the same. No. And I don't think, I don't think the Lord wants it either. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's sitting down with the, with the leadership and going over where the Lord is guiding us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, thank you. Uh, the, the hour is coming to close here, but uh, Father Eric Hill of uh, Transfiguration and also Father Robbie Cotta from Immaculate Heart of Mary. Uh, thank you both for coming in here and helping out. And Thanks, helping, David. helping to raise some money uh, for the quest. And I just want to mention that uh, we're, we're going to take a little break here uh, at one o'clock. Uh, we're going to be back to our regular programming on AM 1160, the quest. So, uh, but we'll be back at three o'clock 
from three to six, and then we'll be back tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. Is that for the evening rush home? It is. Okay. <laughs> so, so there is still time. Uh, you got like a minute left to get that pledge, and there's also some restaurant gift certificates if you call right now or go on to the questatlanta.com and make a donation. That's 470-508-1160 is the number to call, and uh, we would really appreciate your support. And, you know, back in my early days of radio, you always had to pick up the news at the top of the hour. And, it, it, I mean, it was hard. It was like, that. It, it's, you know, within less than a second. And so right now, that's what I'm doing because I got to pick up the EWTN programming at the top of the hour. So we're just kind of <laughs> just kind of uh, killing some time here. But I think we've done it. And I want to thank both of you, Father Eric and Father Robbie, for coming in. Thanks. God bless. AM 1160, The Quest, WCFO East Point, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. Welcome to the Spring Pledge Drive, where our theme is the power of prayer. In this episode of Behind the Quest, we'll examine the effort made to make sure you're plugged in and know what's going on locally here in the Atlanta Archdiocese and even in your local parish. How does the Quest keep our listeners plugged into things happening locally in the Atlanta metro? I'm Kathy McCormick, and I'm the marketing manager here at the Quest. What's great about Catholic Radio is the way it can extend the local Catholic community. You know, there's so many wonderful things going on in the Catholic parishes and schools in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. It's nice to have parishes kind of be able to know what's going on next door in a way. Some parishes may not have the opportunity to offer a Lenten mission, but the parish next door might. And so you can go to that and having that all on the community calendar. So the radio has a unique way to promote everything from fun runs to Lenten missions. You mentioned the community calendar, which is a great way to stay plugged into what's happening locally. Can you tell us more about that? We have a community calendar on the website by going to thequestatlanta.com and clicking on events. You can find the community calendar and listeners can find out about what's going on, programs being offered, national speakers coming in, that kind of thing. So it's really local Catholic radio station can build that community here, which is nice. So if we go to the community calendar at thequestatlanta.com right now, What's an example of something we'll see there? The Relics, March 31st, happening at All Saints. And that's something that is a a national kind of a pilgrimage. Father Carlos is coming and brings these relics and uh, travels around. They come here and there. You know, they come once in a while. And it's nice to have that available to us. Yeah, and if it weren't for the quest, we might not even know about it. We're looking at the calendar on thequestatlanta.com right now. I see the Sacred Relics on March 31st. It's a teaching and exposition of sacred relics. Over 150 relics are going to be there, uh, some as old as 2,000 years. Among the treasures are going to be relics of uh, St. Joseph, St. John the Baptist, St. Mary Magdalene, St. Francis of Assisi, St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, There's also going to be a fragment of the veil that belonged to Our Lady and some of the largest remaining pieces in the world of the wood of the true cross. That is amazing. You can find all that information at thequestatlanta.com. And I'm sure there's plenty of other local information there as well. We promote what the Archdiocese of Atlanta, the the Chancery, what they're putting on, the different things. With the Eucharistic Congress, there's Starve Wars, which is a service project that happens Friday morning of the weekend of the Eucharistic Congress, where you can come and make sandwiches. And um, I think this year they're partnering with St. Vincent de Paul to um, serve the community. So all of that is information you might not know about if not for the Quest broadcasting it and posting it on thequestatlanta.com. When you support the Quest, you support your local parish, your local community, as well as the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Lori Marchuk, who does our donor relations here at the Quest, what would you like to add? We use those donations just to better our programs and reach out to the community because we have a lot of outreach through our parishes and through different ministries, the Knights of Columbus, pro-life ministries. I mean, you go on and on about the different ministries we try to um, partner with. So it really is about joining a community of faithful Catholics and even non-Catholics, though, just bringing them to our Lord as believers.
Well, thank you all for sharing your thoughts and stories for this episode of Behind the Quest. Be sure to call in with your donation at 470-508-1160, or you can do it online at thequestatlanta.com or right from your phone. Download the Quest Atlanta app to make your donation today. And now back to the Pledge Drive with our theme, The Power of Prayer. That's the 